In my line of work, I have seen people die, but I've never seen one put to death. My first thought, as I stare at the red brick entrance of the Mountain View unit in Gatesville, Texas, is that I don't want to start now. The Mountain View unit is infamous for housing female death row inmates. No one is executed here, however. For that, the prisoners will be transferred the afternoon of their date with death to the Huntsville unit, which is even more infamous for being the most active execution chamber in the United States. These are disquieting facts for a woman who's been up all night on a Greyhound bus. I look terrible, and I smell like it too, which I'm trying very hard to ignore as I'm anxious and unsettled enough already. In my line of work, which isn't exactly a real job if you consider I have no training and receive no pay, I normally choose my cases. I can't always explain why this missing person cold case versus that one. Given there are hundreds of thousands of missing people at any given time, and even more grieving loved ones desperate for answers, I'm always contemplating a tragically long list. I gravitate mostly to undeserved minorities, the kind of people who were overlooked in life and garner little to no consideration after they vanish. None of that completely explains why I'm here now, with bruised eyes and lanky hair, answering an urgent summons by some lawyer who clearly has excellent investigative skills, because I'm not the kind of woman who's easy to track down. I have no mailing address, no property, or utilities in my name, and don't even own a real phone. I do, from time to time, use an internet cafe to post on a message board that focuses on missing persons. That's where I got the note. Short, desperate, mysterious. I've never been good at ignoring mysteries. I'd left my entire life's possessions, a single rollerboard suitcase, in a locker at the bus station in Waco. Given that visiting hours in any kind of penitentiary are subject to change, I called the lawyer upon arrival to confirm my appointment. Victoria Twanow sounded almost as tight and anxious as I felt, which didn't help my nerves. She notified me that I was allowed to bring in a single clear bag with up to $20 in change for the vending machines. Why $20? Can you even spend $20 in a vending machine? Given how much my stomach was growling, I figured I might come close. But then I wondered if the vending machine money was meant for me or for my death row hostess. It was all too much for my sleep-deprived brain, so I gave up on clear plastic bags filled with loose change and settled for buying a Snickers and a bottle of water while waiting for yet another bus, this one to take me from Waco to Gatesville. And now, here I am. A 40-ish woman in worn jeans, dusty sneakers, and a frayed olive-green army jacket. My name is Frankie Elkin, and finding missing people is what I do. When the police have given up, when the public no longer remembers, when the media has never bothered to care, I start looking. For no money, no recognition, and most of the time, with no help. But I still have no idea what a condemned murderer would want with me.